0: Vox Quick Hits Welcome to What's the Story, a mini-podcast from Vox. I'm Rebecca Jennings, a senior reporter at The Goods. And
1: I'm Meredith Haggerty, deputy editor at The Goods. Meredith, what do you remember about Dawson's Creek? (sighs) Okay, well, like, number one, too much for someone who hasn't watched it in 20 years. (laughs) So for those who don't know, Dawson's Creek was a show that premiered in 1998 uh, about a bunch of teenagers who were all played by mid 20 somethings. It had this like incredibly iconic cast. It was James Van Der Beek as Dawson, Katie Holmes as Joey Potter, Joshua Jackson as Pacey Witter and Michelle Williams, who has now been nominated for multiple Oscars as Jen Lindley, the bad girl who just moved to town. So basically it was just a show about a bunch of attractive white children who lived by a creek. Rebecca, what do you remember about it?
0: I mean, I remember watching it on Saturday mornings, but like my my biggest memory of that show was the mad TV sketch called Pretty White Kids with Problems. <laughs> but basically Lisa Loeb is singing this like like strummy theme song about these like beautiful white teenagers who are all played by like 40 year olds with like balding hair.
1: Hey, you're Tad, the new guy, aren't you? Yeah, that's right and I'm the same age as everybody else.
0: And and it's basically like, it, I think of it as like the ur text for like sad teen soap dramas on the WB, now CW.
1: And that sketch was so iconic because the uh, theme song for Dawson's Creek was iconic. It was Paula Cole's I Don't Want to Wait. And, you know, I don't want to wait to hear a clip of that song right now. <laughs>
0: I don't <want> to wait. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I, I mean, even if you weren't, you know, a teenager in the late '90s or the early 2000s, and you don't have like a super like strong connection with the actual show. It lingers on the internet so much, and specifically, I'm thinking about this one GIF of Dawson James Vanderbeek <laughs> sobbing.
1: I sure do know what you're talking about, Rebecca. It's uh, <laughs> this, this iconic image of probably 23 year old James Vanderbeek as his. Visage collapses into, you know, just complete despair. Uh, (laughs) And the sort of moment that led up to that, how that happened... It's all important, but when you look at that image, you understand it. You don't really need all the context, but we're about to give it to you.
0: I can't wait to get into this. Um, apparently, this GIF has like an even more interesting backstory than just like James Vanderbeek looking like an idiot, and it stems from you know the original writers' room and, and what was going on in there at the time, and this like burgeoning digital media industry that was like starting to pop up in the late '90s, early 2000s. Um, and here to explain all of this is Vox's culture reporter, Constance Grady. She just published this definitive oral history of this GIF and its true backstory. Hi, Constance. Hey, Rebecca. Thanks for having me. Before we
2: get into all you learned, can you describe for us the GIF in question? Absolutely. So this GIF was made in the year 2000, and boy, does it look like it. You see James Van Der Beek with his blonde hair sort of flopping into his forehead. He's outside and he is just crying very, very deeply, but also very, very fakely. You don't see any actual tears. He's sort of whimpering a little bit, very furrowed brow. And it just, it goes on for slightly longer than you think it's going to, right? He sort of, his face collapses and he's Weeping and then it just like somehow collapses even more. And how is it used online? So this is the gif that you use to express really overwhelming tragedy. You're like, oh no, my favorite brand of peanut butter has been discontinued. <laughs> Dawson Crying.gif. <laughs> It's just, it's so overstated and so overdone that you have to use it for like the smallest scale tragedy imaginable. Um, so for a long time in the Huffington Post, if you like clicked a broken link, it would send you to a page of Dawson crying gif and like, oh no, this, <laughs> what you're looking for cannot be found. You really see it, especially in like the late aughts, early tens. It sort of slowly starts to fade away as we move away from reaction gifs so much in The past decade or so but it's still pretty iconic and if you were online at all in the last decade then you probably saw it all over the place
1: i know i certainly did
0: same (laughs) so for some backstory can you kind of explain why this gif like kind of fits into that specific show
2: the gif in question takes place in a scene in which James Vanderbeek's character, the titular Dawson, it's his creek, is telling his on again, off again girlfriend Joey, who is played by Katie Holmes, to go to his other best friend, Pacey, played by Joshua Jackson, and leave him behind. All that matters right now is what you want. I don't even know what I want, Dawson. Yes, you do. You want him. They're at the center of this really complicated love triangle. It's been going on for a while. And this whole season of the show, this is the third season, has been kind of building to this moment when Dawson will be the bigger man and step aside to allow his two best friends to be happy without him. But Dawson. Joe, go. I'm telling you, before I take it all back, all right? Just go. <laughs> go.
1: So incredibly selfless, that kid. <laughs> So so selfless. Uh, so, Constance, you told this story through the through an oral history, and you talked to a whole bunch of players. Can you tell us um, who you spoke to and why these are the people you chose to explain the the history of this iconic image?
2: Yeah, so I think about Dawson's Creek as really launching two empires. The first is the people who worked on this show became super successful. Probably the most famous is Greg Berlanti, who you might know as the showrunner for basically everything on The CW. He runs their whole DC Comics universe. He's the showrunner for Riverdale and You and a million other things. Dawson's Creek was his first job. He was 26 when he became a showrunner on Dawson's Creek um, because the late 90s were a wild time to be a young white man working in television. <laughs> and other writers on the show have had similarly super successful careers. I also talked to Tom Capinos, who created Californication and Lucifer. He was also a showrunner on Dawson's Creek and he helped write the episode in question. Um, I talked to Gina Fattori, who has also worked on Gilmore Girls and Unreal and a lot of fantastic shows. And then there's the other empire that Dawson's Creek launched, which is Television Without Pity. So if you are someone who is interested in pop culture and TV, and you were going on the internet to think about TV in the aughts, you went to Television Without Pity. That's where people talked about TV. It launched a bunch of huge... TV critics. Um, I think Emily Nussbaum, who's the TV writer for The New Yorker and is one of Pulitzer, has said that television without pity was sort of the place where she saw what TV criticism could be and where she really learned to talk about television. And that site started as a Dawson's Creek hate watch site. (laughs) Like, that is the origin story for it. Um, And is where the first gif was passed around in, like, 1998. So those two empires are kind of the legacy of Dawson's Creek in a big way. And they're what I wanted to use the gift to explore.
0: What did you learn about how all those multiple forces came together and created this one extremely overwrought, over-dramatic gift?
2: One of the things that's really striking to me about this is just how accidental and chaotic this whole thing was. You know, this is a show that's had a huge, huge influence on popular culture. Um, and that's totally accidental. Like, it's I say this as someone with a lot of nostalgia. It's not a good show per se, right? Like it is a (laughs) solid B at best. But it's become foundational to the way we talk about teen soap operas, to the legacy of the WB and the CW, which was created out of the ashes of the WB pretty much, and also how we talk about television itself. It's sort of the basis of modern popular culture.
1: Why do you think that this GIF has lasted in the culture for so long?
2: I mean, I think so much of it is this weird accident of timing where Dawson's Creek sort of becomes accidentally foundational to pop culture, even though it really doesn't deserve (laughs) to be that. Um, It's just this moment that was so perfect and so satisfying in this very ephemeral, like, pop culture-y, this shouldn't really make sense after, like, three months kind of away. You look back at it and you're like, oh. I guess that was fun at the time. Um, But because it's landing at the precise moment that it does when we are first starting to watch TV and then go on the internet and share all our feelings about it, and this is the show that kind of accidentally became the cornerstone of that experience, the gift takes on a life of its own. Um, And because it is so, so overwrought and just so funny, either in or out of context, um it becomes really useful as a reaction gif and sort of develops from there to take on its own life
1: so this is ultimately an image of James Vanderbeek the actor what is his relationship with this gif been like and did you reach out to him for this story
2: so i did reach out to james vanderbeek he very politely responded through his agent that he only does Dawson's Creek things now if the entire cast is involved. So yes, that does mean that there is a voicemail of me on the answering machine of Michelle Williams's agent asking three-time <laughs> Oscar nominee Michelle Williams for her thoughts on DawsonCrying.gif. Uh, she did not respond. Uh, but James Vanderbeek has had this very um, kind of affectionately self-mocking relationship to the GIF. He's really embraced it. Um, in 2011, he did a series of sketches with Funnier Die that sort of poked fun at it. Hi, I'm actor James Van Der If you're under the age of 20, odds are good you know me best from a five-second clip of me crying that circulating the internet. He did a week of I believe it was called a Vander Week, uh, which featured a <laughs> Vander meme sketch in which he recreated the gift 20 years later and offered some updated uh, reaction gifts that we could all use for all our needs, and which really I think are underused. And I would love to see a resurgence of the Vander memes, and I think that's really created this sort of surge of affection for James Vanderbeek, even as people still continue to have a sort of loathing for Dawson himself. Everyone's like, "Well, the character's crap, but <laughs> James Vanderbeek, he..." a good egg that is exactly how i feel about him uh well constance
1: thank you so much uh, for for explaining all of this to us and and walking us through it and, and doing the doing the research thank you for joining us absolutely thanks so much for having me
0: you can read all of constance's full history of dawson GIF at box.com